Welcome to Conscious Communication, the podcast that can help you improve your company's culture and better your team's communication, helping you build more significant relationships. Now here's your host, Philip Bogolub. I have the privilege and honor of talking with Tanya Vujadic. I think I got it right. Nice. Okay, thank you. I got acknowledgement. It was okay. (laughs) Or they say Vesetek in here, but I I think it's much, it's a very pretty name. I love that. So Tanya is an entrepreneur at the helm of a burgeoning software company. Now, people listening is going, why would you interview somebody at a software company? Well, what does software do? They communicate. Her commitment to patience and, and effective communication is the cornerstone to her team's success. Technology success lies within human connectivity. And that's the important part. And, and, and being a former engineer in the medical field, working in CAT scanners and medical and software, I'm not a software guy. Take that away. I do not. When I went through engineering school, I had a buddy that loved, don't you love this? I'm like, no, I can't write software. I don't want to write software. But you have to have human connection in there. So Tanya, I want to thank you for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right. So now I'm going to ask you this. What was that serendipity, that accident, that coincidence that helped, uh, that happened in your life? This is a spiritual type idea with what's going through the mind. That's what this show is all about. How we consciously communicate. I know there's a lot of things that have gone on in your life, but how did that thing go? I better go that way. No, I should go. And suddenly you kept going and going, okay, fine. I give. I'll go in this direction and got you to where you were at today. Uh, the timing of your question is perfect because I'm also in the middle of going through that again. But to first answer that question as it pertains to the business that I'm building, I uh, had a colleague and friend that knew another friend with this great idea. And he was impressive at identifying skill sets and bringing people together that complement each other, who also fortunately have the same value system. So that our team coming together for my business that's called Blockforms was very serendipitous in the sense that we were all in the right place at the right time, had the skills that complemented each other, similar value systems. And uh, four and a half years later, we're still very much in startup mode. We're in a position to now scale. And the way we've weathered so many storms, be that bootstrapping a business, COVID, fundraising while horrific things are happening in the world. That's all boiled down to the trust that we've achieved through communication. Well, you summed everything up. I mean, you know, if you could if you could get through what we just went through a few years ago, you can get through anything. Um, it's almost like a creating a worldwide depression type thing without the same way as Absolutely. 1929. And we're still going through it in a sense. And it takes a while. But so when you did this, you had that that connection with other people, but what made you decide that you were going to be so trustworthy of this? What were you trusting inside you that you were no, you knew you were going on the right road? A couple of things. One, trusting myself and knowing what I'm capable of. Uh, another thing is intuition and the feel you get for people when you meet them. So there's so every time you meet somebody, there's a warmth. There's a maybe you have a recoil, but your your body's intelligent, right? And I knew that I was safe with these people because something about them and how we interacted, I responded to in a healthy way. Okay. Okay. So one of the things that's, you know, uh, Ajanoi stands for your soul and your knowledge and get in touch with your soul knowledge or your gut, your intuition. And people don't trust their intuition. 
And I'm not saying that you just go off half cocked and go in some crazy direction. You know, you mortgage your home and you're broke and you do all these silly things. I'm talking about intuition is and you're what, what are you looking for? Do you do when you were doing this and how, how do you keep yourself in that, that frame of mind where you understand that the intuition keeps guiding you over and over again? Because it goes from, I, I've just discovered in my own business because I've never been in my own business till now, always worked in the corporate world. You go from one ceiling, you crash over, there's another ceiling, you crash over, another ceiling, you crash over, another ceiling. And it applies. We talked before the mic was turned on. This is about life. It's arcs in life. And when you come across those things, how do you apply them to be in a learning mode? Uh, I believe these are, I call them God winks. I think it's like, okay, they're always testing you. It goes, here, try this. Oh, you think you've got it? Well, let's try this one. You try this. So how do you <laughs> keep that thing going where you don't look at it as like, ah, crisis management? And you just approach it as a learning experience and move on and figure out the best way to resolve it. I think some of that is experience. Mm. So when you're an individual that has quite a bit of life experience, whether it's personal, business, relationship, uh, you learn to not sweat the small stuff. So my background is in, uh, you know, both per- personally and professionally, I've had a lot of pressure on me. So in scenarios where with my business, I'm hitting a wall, feeling like, okay, we need to reroute. It's only a failure when you give up, but we've kept going and learning at every twist and turn. And so, so uh, the cards are falling into place, so to speak. And it takes time. I mentioned that. A lot of time. It, 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 but, it, but it's interesting because whether it's the internet or a book, it doesn't matter. You're going to be a millionaire in five minutes. You, you're going to be a millionaire uh, in 10 days. De- it's nonsense. It's not real. Infuriating. <laughs> it, it is because people, it's kind of like, you know, when I when I wrote my musical, I did it about a year and a half ago, and I tried to force to find somebody to do something for me. And it didn't work. When you try to force something, it's a waste of time. And my, my best friends, Leanne, said, stop forcing it. Go down this other road. <laughs> so that's how I ended up doing this, this system, this immersive system, communication system in the mind, and this podcast and a few other things. And then suddenly, like a couple months ago, suddenly, you know, the musical pops up. So they're interested, blah, blah talking about insecure and and not insecure, but not knowing. I don't, I, I'm an engineer. I've got to know. I have a process procedure for everything. To make an x-ray tube, it's physics. You go through A to Z, you miss J, it doesn't work. It's it it's not the same here. It's a creative idea. And I find it interesting. And I, I want your, your opinion on this or your point of view. When I worked in the corporate world, I was tired at the end of the day. I was just tired. At the end of the mm-hmm. day, and I'm not complaining, I'm mentally drained. Not a bad thing. But how would it, how do you feel like you know how do you know when you're at the end you need to stop because one thing I've learned you don't need to work eighty hours to be successful if you're waiting eighty hours you need to reassess and figure out what you're doing and it doesn't have to yes. be forty hours either because people you know, you got to work and work and work so how do you know when you've come to your point where you you need to back off you need to I do meditation and prayer for myself but whatever you do you were talking earlier she she went skiing what do you do for yourself to keep you aligned with what you're doing to make sure you're always the most at the best? I love this question. I do many things. Uh, to answer the first part of the question, when do I realize it's time to, to take a step back and, and do the things that recharge me and, and uh, set me up to keep going after doing those activities is when I'm trying to execute and I just can't. For example, in my business, doing any customer onboarding, 
it, it feels like the wires in my brain are crossing and I'm just sludging through scrambled eggs. And that's when it's time to just put it down and step away. And a couple of things I do are similar to you. I have a very intense meditation practice. I have an incredible meditation teacher that I trust as a guide. I do salsa dancing classes. I rely heavily on my friends. And I also connect with other entrepreneurs to discuss our wins and any hills that we're, we're trudging up and, and just really feel supported and, and seen and, um, not alone. Yeah. I, you know, surround yourself with positive people. If you don't have positive people, get, get, and it's not that they're bad. Get rid of them. If somebody goes to Tanya, that's, I'm sure you had the, yeah, people work through their own stuff. You don't need to work through their stuff. <laughs> Those there, are negative exactly. people. Tanya, you know what? That idea is great. What you're doing, you're not going to be, you're not going to succeed. Just go work in the corporate, go work with somebody else. It's safer that way. And they might meet well, but it's like, I don't want to deal with that. And I've yeah. eliminated pretty much all the negativity in my life. Not that I don't know what's going on. It's, for over 2,000 years, man's inhumanity and man's never changed. I can't do anything about knowing it, about stuff, but I'm going to do the best I can to empower others, which empowers ourselves to be able to work through the mind, be able to understand. I just did my first meditation class for my communication system at the health club here because it's health club for the mind and their health club for the body. And I, I liked it more than the people that were there because you know lights are down. We're doing some meditations that I'm teaching through this, this system. And it's like, it really, how important is it to be in silence for you at times in life just to have clarity? Extremely. I also am an only child. You know, I'm an adult now, but that the comfort with being alone was established a long time ago and learning how to just be with myself and my thoughts. And that it's, I love that you bring this up. It's so important. That's how creativity is born. If we're always preoccupied, you will never have a chance to birth a new idea or solution or or even daydream about a new adventure. If you're constantly occupied, forget about it. You need silence and to be with yourself alone and really look inwards. Yes, it's it's the introspection, it's the guts, the soul knowledge, whatever, the, 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 whatever you want to call it. It's I'm doing more and more lately. I, I love how the, so there's an old saying called let go, let God, and, and whether you call it God or condition, it doesn't matter. Whatever you want to call it, it doesn't matter. You call it a cup mm-hmm. of God. And I always believe there's just something there that's guiding me because these things wouldn't come into my mind unless I, had a, unless I could do them. It's not like it's going, Phil, you can do brain surgery. No, I can't do brain surgery. <laughs> no. Talk about software, right? I can't do software. No. But what these <laughs> I never have thoughts of playing basketball. It's not in the cards. For me. <laughs> <laughs> or me of skiing. No way. <laughs> you don't want me skiing. I'll trip over it before I even start down the hill. But you, you, I don't believe any. And, and when you're at peace, whatever that is for you, I always tell people, it's like, if you need, last night somebody said, you know, I gave an example of corned beef sandwich and a kosher pickle makes you feel good every day. By George, eat it. Who cares? I don't care what anybody tells you. It makes you feel at peace to go for a walk around the, the block or to watch a funny movie. Or to, Now, for me, uh, I'm doing this more and more. I have some music in the background. I always play music anyway, but it's not my stuff. I play somebody else's and I relax. I turn the lights down. I lay on a mat and I meditate. I go into my meditative state, my world of Ajinoy. I have a river. I have an ocean. I have a forest. I, I have a motion picture screen. I have waterfall. I have everything. And I just go there. And it's amazing. Within 10, 15 minutes, suddenly you get 
maybe, not all the time, you get an idea. And what do you do with that idea? You mark it down because it goes into the ether and just escapes. But without that time of silence, my favorite button on the cell phone is airplane mode. I, I'm not, no, I'm not that important. When I was in the medical, medical field, it was different. Medical device. Got to get a grunt. People are crazy. They're, they're, they got to get over there. Screaming, screaming at the engineers. I got to help them. What I'm doing? No. Nobody's getting a, um, a conscious mind emergency. <laughs> Nobody's having a music emergency. You're making me laugh because I always say, I've had bosses in my uh, career say to you know, act like the world is ending and, and something about the spreadsheet. And I'm like, look, 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 we didn't go into medicine for a reason. <laughs> There's no reason to have a heart attack over, over no. this. It can be fun. <laughs> no, my, my wife's an actuary. You know what an actuary is? She just does a lot of calculus. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I, she, we, when, when we first were dating many years ago, she go, she, so she didn't know what an actuary tube did. And I didn't know what an actuary was. And I said, well, sometimes on call, she goes, I don't think there's going to be a call for somebody about a pension plan and doing a calculation in emergency mode. <laughs> you know, and, and so you've got to know. And it's, it's not like what I was doing was it, it was, it was more instantaneous because, but I was more of a communicator and I was more of a troubleshooter. And what I realized early on and then started realizing more as I, as a, towards the end of my career as an engineer, I was not there to solve the problem. I was there to support you. I was there because you were running around like a chicken with your head cut off. Because everybody's yelling at, everybody's yelling at, you know, da, 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 da. and you know what the answer is, but you go for a cup of coffee out of the hospital or wherever the medical facility. And then you talk and you come back and you go, Hey, what's going on? Show me what you've been doing. I don't do anything. And I realized that very early on, I'm just a support mechanism. So leading into that, how can you lead with intention, with understanding and giving the freedom to the people that you work with, that they, a lot of times have the answers and you need to let them feel comfortable enough to go, well, let me tell you the top 10 things. And maybe they all stink. The next day, the top 10 things. Ooh, that one thing. How do you kind of lead with intention to be able to give people the, the comfort level of realizing you're part of a team, you're part of the growth of the company, it's not just you? I think it's part of it is intentional. As you've described, I am always a good listener and leaving asking questions and you know those people who ask questions and then don't listen to your answer there's a lot of them they're everywhere <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> i have trained myself to be the extreme opposite such that i'm not only listening to your response i'm listening to how that response is coming out the word your word selection where you're at as a person and with those ingredients I can then empower that person to excavate the solution that maybe I see or maybe I don't even see, but I I am seeing them and I'm I'm listening to them wholly right in that moment instead of thinking about ten other things and and being scatterbrained. You can if you bring ten things, you're going to do ten things mediocrely. And, and when it comes to people, sure, I, I have a task list, and or if I'm cleaning my house, I put one thing over here and get distracted by that object. Fine. But when it comes to people, if you're sitting right in front of me, my you have my undivided attention. And and that's how. But it, it takes it takes life experience. It does. I was, I was a horrible listener when I was in my twenties, even in my thirties better, but I still stunk because you're talking and I'm going, I'm thinking in my mind, would you please be quiet? Because I know the answer and I want to say something. It's a learned <laughs> experience. It's it's you're not being rude, but you have to learn. They don't teach you how to listen. 
Um, and it's, you know, I've learned body language, facial expressions, the, um, the cadence in your voice, the way your mouth is moving, the way your eyes are blinking. The, every, there's so many things <clears throat> that we're not aware that we do in front of somebody that sends signals to them. Not in, nothing bad, but look at those things when you're communicating. You can see if somebody is uncomfortable in their chair or, you know, be aware. It, one of the things I've learned with this uh, communication system, with this philosophy, is when I, a friend of mine was tortured for about eight months while I tried to communicate this. And it was, it, it was terrible because it was so esoteric <laughs> and out there. It made noise. He goes, that's wonderful. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. That's wonderful. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And we went through this over and over again. And I'm still learning. I mean, it's, it's, it's good now. Yeah. It's great now. But I can't, I, I'm never going to be perfect with it. I'm never going to be perfect with the music, music song, the compositions I'm creating and writing. They're, to me, they're never perfect. But you're the only one who knows. But Yeah, and there's no such thing as perfect, or it's already perfect, depending on how you want to uh, slice the cake. And, and to echo what you're saying, I'm an excellent listener. However, I make mistakes too. And I do my best to observe when the person that I'm communicating with is reacting to my mistakes and, and learn and, and try to fix it. Or maybe it's small and they're oblivious and I'm overanalyzing myself. It, it's, a, it's a really complex uh, dynamic, our communication between beings, right? And we need them. Go into more of diving out of the technology and how this is not Star Trek. I'm not Spock going, I don't, Captain, I, I don't want to work for a computer and I'd rather work for a human, all this. Yeah. This, okay, everybody needs to calm down. Well, you know, if people forget, I'm a dorky nerd anyway, but in the Star Trek movies, the spaceships are self-cleaning. I want one of those. <laughs> I don't want anything else. I just want a self-cleaning house. Um, I want a self-cleaning everything. Even something to clean my like hard drive of all the stuff I don't need on it without thinking that'd be awesome. <laughs> I yeah, still have a, to tell it what I need. What I don't need. <laughs> absolutely true. There's all sorts of different things you can come up with, not just cleaning the house, but other things. And like, why am I putting that thing in the corner that I'm going to look at 20 years later? I still looking at it. I haven't looked, you know, how we keep things and we think yeah. that we're going to look at them. We never look at them. How, how can you tell the audience and share with the audience that the human connection is what's real? I understand technology yeah. is, is everybody wants flying cars and flying spaceships. And flying. I'm more concerned about the real intelligence in the mind and the communication. This is a wonderful part of the technology. I love this. We couldn't talk. We'd have to talk on the phone or I'd have to fly out and do an interview. So this is great stuff. I've talked to people overseas. It's wonderful, but it doesn't replace yeah. the human connection. You can't, you're an entrepreneur, you're in your own business. Could you create new stuff through this or you have to have that energy? Describe how that works. That, that, was, that was a loaded question. I want to touch on a couple of things. Go ahead. Uh, okay, so- so this is where I'm going to start here and see where it goes. Uh, I, technology is not going to replace us. People who are good at using technology will replace you if you're resisting to leverage these tools, right? And technology is built for people. The technology is not replacing people. The technology is for you to use. And some of the things that technology is replacing as a task is freeing you up to do more creative tasks. So now, whether your goal is to create artwork or maybe spend time on personal growth or 
what have you. Any example. Time with the family, anything. Or or go in, like the parts of the job that you don't like. If you're in film, any of the editing, or if you're a writer, any of the grammar, or uh, if you're, for example, I'm a data scientist. Uh, Some of the data transformation work is automated. All the icky tasks are being automated so you can get to the creative tasks. I like that. And I like the icky stuff. Yeah, I don't want the icky stuff. Yeah, I like <laughs> no, it. no one wants to do like data entry. Like, let's automate the crap out of all of that, you know? Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. But we're still, we're still here at the end of the day. And it's all about making our lives better. And there's plenty of technology that doesn't make our lives better and it doesn't sell and it just sits on a shelf and it's deprecated and put away. Um, That person had a creative idea and and it wasn't needed. But for this more scary stuff, like large language models and how they can reproduce how we communicate, again, that technology doesn't have, doesn't understand power, doesn't understand money, doesn't understand policy like actually and i'm not saying it can't spit those words out it can but it doesn't have desire it doesn't have a consciousness it doesn't have a soul so when you're worried about and and then and that i always get this well what if we teach it to care about those things okay james bond doomsday i get it arnold schwarzenegger yes (laughs) the terminator you know So yes, there is, there's absolutely ethical implications to this technology that needs to be, uh, there need to be guardrails around it. Sure. But but we'll we'll figure it out. I mean, we did it with computers. We did it with the internet. Uh, This, these mathematical principles have existed, well, have been well documented since the 80s. What's changed about recently is just compute power. We have GPUs all scattered around the world that can actually process this math to make it work in this fashion. So in my opinion, humans are still in control and we have strong consciousness and uh, yes, there's good and evil and you know we can go down that yes. route another time right. without communication. But that, that's my response to how important, like we are the biggest part of this equation. And so as long as we're using it, We'll refine it to, and make and look out for ourselves. Yes, well said with all of it. And you're right; you can go on down different directions. But I think I know you summed it up very well because, for instance, my recording studio, I don't have soundproofing. Why do I need soundproofing? It's all digital. Now I'm a dorky engineer, and I already knew that. So I've had people come here early on, going, "You recorded all this, and it sounds this way. How did you do that without soundproofing?" I said, "It's analog to digital." That guitar you see behind me is I'm 61. I got that when I was 14. It still plays. And I and somebody put a, a device in that connected to not the microphone, but my software and everything, you wouldn't know the difference. So it's a little harder with the, with the live drum set, but it's still easy to do because you can take all these frequencies and adjust them out. Now, one thing I was, because I'm an electronics engineer by trade and I used to, I'm an old guy. So I, I, I used to breadboard stuff. LEDs before LEDs, anybody even knew what they were. I used to make little radios, you know, in the lab and, you know, to get the AM low frequencies on the radio. And guess what I used? I used resistors, capacitors, microprocessors, and gates, NAND gates. Now I'm nerding out with everybody, but all these different things, RC networks, all this. Guess what they use now? The same 
thing. The only difference is it's large scale integration. These chips are micro. I used to chase ones and zeros. I, you can't chase them anymore. You couldn't even put a scope lead on it. And I used to have a, a digital, you know, device to go have a little LED saying, "Oh yeah, here VCC, here's input, here's output, all this other nonsense." I loved it. I loved it. You don't have to do that anymore. But nothing's changed because every t- I always say this, it's an old statement. It's nothing new. The more things change, the more they stay the same. So when somebody says, you know, I can't believe how technology has advanced. I said, hey, isn't it? So what do you mean? Well, it's gotten faster. But instead of one microprocessor, they got 10 microprocessors. And they call it uh, a GPU. It's faster and less expensive. So it's more accessible. Bingo. Because when this stuff first came, I'm, I'm on an iMac right now. Couldn't do this 10 years, 15 years ago. There wasn't enough speed. Um, when I installed a CAT scanner or when I got out of college, I, I used to work for a medical company and I started installing them and then fixing them and troubleshooting the actual medical equipment itself, not just the x-ray tube. It took three, four, maybe five months to install a medical piece of medical equipment. You know how long it takes to install a CAT scanner now? Three days. Why? Plug and play is all yes. self. I used to separate the high voltage cables from the signal cables because the magnetic field coming, blah, 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 blah. You don't need to do that. So it's saving yes. time. And you hit, you hit it on the head. There's always going to be stupid stuff out there. There's always going to be things that are not beneficial for humanity. It's always been out there. But now it's on steroids. So if, if yeah. it doesn't work for you, find the stuff that works for you. They have a lot of things. People are inquiring about uh, my music now and asking me, well, could you, what, what do you use for meditation? I said, well, I don't, I don't use my music. So, well, why not? So, because it's my music. It doesn't mean anything to me. It's different. I want to listen to somebody else's music. So I have this gentleman, it's uh, uh, Anugama, his name is, I don't know what his real name is, but it's a shamanic music. And I turn it on and it's just either it's ocean or it's a flute or something very spiritual and just, it's all over the world. It's, it's, it's from India, Middle East, everywhere. There's music everywhere. M- music is, is a therapy within itself. So I know I kind of got a little off subject here, but you no, hit it on the it's head. It's a concept. Yeah, it's a concept I hadn't thought about directly before, but it makes sense not to use your own music because that would be you guiding yourself, and that's counterintuitive to meditation. Yeah. So it may so to be to be guided by someone else's creation, be that music or uh, verbal communication of you know visualizations, whatever you use, it, it has to be someone else. It can't be yourself, or else you're not actually creating the space in your mind. Bingo. Yeah. And that's what people ask. It's a few people have asked me that. I'm like, they didn't, but then they did understand. I'm like, I can't be great because I'm thinking about the music. I'm thinking about what I created. That's not, it's kind of like when I'm doing this, I learn more from listening than I do from talking. I mean, we're both sharing like a conversation, like we're having a cup of coffee, but it's, it's, yeah, you need other people's input. You need that energy. You know, you want, you said early on something effective. You want people in your life. You know, I don't want somebody going, you know, feel that musical, that, that system you got, that's the, you're, the, you're a genius and it stinks. I want to be surrounded <laughs> by people that says, Phil, I love you like a friend, even though I am a friend. Yeah, no. Think of it this way. I mean, I did my class. My wife always comes with me to these things and I do it at the local health club. It's attached to a hospital here. And I always go, tell me, what's, tell me what to improve. And it's amazing. I can hear my conscious mind. I can hear it going, there's no time. You didn't make it. No. There's always room for improvement. There's, it's not, maybe not, you call it improvement, but you didn't describe this as good. Keep it simpler. Don't go, don't go to too much detail. 
don't, you know, be more focused, be more, you know, there's always, I don't care how good you get. I don't care how much money you make or how successful you are. You're always wanting to improve your craft and what you're doing. I wanted to talk about prioritization. It's a mouthful. Right. Um, <laughs> how do you designate what's more important during that day as opposed to what you, because I, I want your uh, point of view on this. We then go, I need to get this done, but you don't like doing that. So you go yeah. somewhere rest then you don't get any of it done. Then you're in crisis mode. So how do you prioritize, even though there's something you don't necessarily, that's something you just don't like part of the job? Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, I just make it as not awful as possible. So <laughs> how do you do that? Thing I do. <laughs> well, the first thing I do, I learned this from a boss I had when I was 23 a long time ago. And what he taught me was, if it takes you five minutes, do it. And so I clear my plate of all those little tasks because those are the ones that get kicked down the world and mushroom. So get rid of those. And so you don't feel the, the oh, I have to do this little thing and that little thing. Uh, and what I do for those tasks that I dread, I put on music, I light a candle, <laughs> and I <laughs> turn my phone on airplane mode. Like I try to make the most peaceful, yummy environment to just, you know, yep. Uh, oh. survive it. That's <laughs> hysterical because I, I have a, um, we have our cable system here and um, I have, I go to iHeartRadio, not that I'm advertising iHeartRadio, and they have this music in the background and it's got, pretty pictures and it's very i like the shamanic relaxing music i don't light a candle or something but i have the lights set up differently in in my computer and i usually because i have a sit stand desk so i stand and i try to stand as much as i can anyway but i'm i want to do something different to get the energy changed because i know the way the mind works the mind was like just come back to it later you come back to it later and you're right it mushrooms and mushrooms and mushrooms and somebody comes going tanya i you know, thanks. You've been doing a great job. But I asked for that thing two weeks ago. What's going on? Oh, I'm getting <laughs> to it. You know, we've all done that. So make it as, as um, I don't remember the word you just used, make it as, as, as fun or comfortable as you possibly can. Give it the warm and fuzzies. I, if you have to light a candle, if you need a corned beef sandwich and a, and a pickle, do it. <laughs> make it, yeah. you know, for, my, my thing, my backup was when I don't want to do something and I don't want to do something. I just, it's not a task I like. We don't, I don't care what you do. There's always something you don't like. I stop. I have a chocolate. Yeah, like your taxes. Nobody wants to do that and we all have to do wait, it. Wait, what? Wait, wait, what? Like your taxes. Like how? Oh, no, you have no. <laughs> Nobody wants to do that. I don't understand it anyway. And even when you give it to a, you do a tax man, you don't understand what they're talking about either, but you got to check everything, make yeah. sure that, but there's something you just don't want to do and you have to be diligent yeah. about it. But I'll take a chocolate break. Uh, I'm a, a dark chocolate person, 85%, or I get 100% dark chocolate, and I put honey on the chocolate, and I take three cute, mm. three, little, three little squares. Why? Because it says in the package it's got this much fiber. I, it's, I'm making this up. But it makes me feel good <laughs> we in all, my mind. Yeah, we all have to do these little things, you know, like stop yourself and buy potato chips or whatever. We play all these little games to... <laughs> make ourselves feel like we're, you know, still in the good range. Yes. And I, <laughs> and that's why I don't have potato chips in the house. I can never eat five. I have to eat the whole bag because <laughs> anyway. I, I yep. get these potato chips with olive oil in it. And I'm like, I'll just one more. I uh, just one more. And my wife goes, come on, put it away. And then she has one more. <laughs> so that's why we don't have it in the, in the house. 
we're talking about, there's something I wanted to bring up about moonlighting. And it's okay. not the old TV show from the 80s. I'm old uh, with Bruce Willis. Uh, you probably never heard of the show. Um, have you? No, I haven't. Oh, my back hurts. I'm old. So moonlighting. <laughs> Describe what, what that term it? means. Okay. Moonlighting. So as I use it, it's I have a day job. That's how I moonlight to also sustain myself to do what I'm passionate about and trying to build my software business in addition to that job. Say that one more time for everybody. Say, I like the way you described it. Do it again. Okay. So I have a day job. So I'm moonlighting in that day job in order to be able to sustain myself in my entrepreneurial venture. Block I like that. I mean, it's, you love what you do, right? You're, you were meant to do. do this. You feel comfortable and it comes naturally to you. And when something comes natural, I mean, I, as an engineer in the medical field, over 25 years, I love that job. I traveled all over the world. I, tra- I loved it, meeting people and, and cultures. And, and I found out basically we're all the same. <laughs> the, the only thing I enjoyed more <laughs> than anything was the food differences. Because you know, when you taste in, in, in the United States, and it's not just here, you taste food from another country, it's slightly different when you go to the country of origin. And, and I loved it. So I had some people going, why would you do that? I'm going to Subway. You go to Subway, I'm going to that restaurant. One of my favorite stories among many was when I was in uh, Poland and we, I'm not thinking about it. In my mind, it's five o'clock. It's time, five, five thirty to dinner. I go to a restaurant. It's completely empty. I go, I see that. I understand through the hotel that you've got a, a band coming later. I said, yeah, for dinner time. I was like, oh, is it at dinner time? He goes, no, it's five thirty. We eat at eight o'clock, <laughs> you know? It, yeah. But I, I, so I got myself, I was there for a couple of weeks. So, and working, so I got used to it and then I, when you start working with other people, you get used to their patterns. When I first went uh, um, to uh, Mexico, um, I was there downstairs at 7.30 in the morning and the guy didn't show up till 9.30. I didn't know 9.30 was the beginning of the day. It, you, you start, yeah. you know, they're doing, you're doing siesta and they're eating late at night and it's a more of a gathering. But I love those experiences. And I don't know how we got off into this direction, but it, it was like moonlighting. What, would you, what you love, you've got to focus on what you love and make it work and keep it going. How long have you been in your business now? Uh, four years. But I was actually you know, alluding at the beginning of this conversation that I'm at a, a new point where it's time to go full time on my business. We're ready. Really? And when are you going to take the dive? Uh, April. Of this year? Yes. Wow. So we've been working so hard on building this technology and getting it to a point where it can scale and and getting customers. So now we have a few customers and uh, partnerships that we're reselling through and have integrated into. Uh, you know, you also said this at the start of our conversation about those become a millionaire overnight. I also am a strong believer that you can't build and scale a business part time. So I, I, bu- I built it up until a point part time and did what I had to do to, to get there. But now, now it's go time. Yeah. And, and and then going back to our conversation about intuition, like I feel it in my bones. Like I'm confident, I'm ready. I have all of the reassurance that I need. It's it's time. You can see it. Can you see it in your mind's eye? What it's going to look like? Yes, clear as day. See that that's the key. We're talking about trusting your instinct, trusting your gut, trusting your soul knowledge, whatever you want to call it. You need to know that you trust what's. Don't trust what everybody else is telling you. 
unless the the loved ones, your good friends, the partners, or whoever they are that you depend on, they could say, Tanya, I love you dearly, but yeah, not not yet. I mean, I know these things when I when I did this thing and I'm taking the diet. It's costing money. I never spent this kind of money before in the past several years being in my own business, working with the lady in Hollywood, working with Cindy over here, da, 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 all this stuff. But I have to, and it's like it, it, I have to. You have to give up the fear because mm-hmm. it's like, well, is it? You know, is the mind's going to go? No, go in this direction. That's safer. That's safer. But at the end of the yeah, day, I was raised area American middle class. You get good grades in school. You go to a good college. You get a good job. And going outside of that is is risky. And everyone knows that risks you know, risks and have can have a big reward, but is the risk worth it? And I I had to really unlearn and and rem- and get rid of that conditioning to jump in as an entrepreneur. Whereas you know some people grew up in entrepreneurial families or cultures, and it's very natural to them. I. I even still up to this point, arguably, have kept that day job because it's hard to let go of those of those patterns that are so deeply ingrained in in your existence. Yeah. So here I am, ready to say, like, let's go full throttle and and bet on myself. And it's a calculated risk, you know. I have some customers. Uh, the, the product's good. Uh, we've got a lot of validation about the need. I'm not. I'm not bananas. I know this is not. Um, you know, putting it all on black. <laughs> right. But there's still risk, you know, there's no paycheck the way it used to be. There there will be soon if everything goes according to plan. But yeah, it's it's been a process. It, and and nothing happens overnight. It takes nope. a ton of patience. It takes a ton of organization. It takes a lot of looking inward. And I'm really lucky that I've been able to do it with a team. I haven't been alone on this. And you you know it's it's being able to have people that you can trust, and it doesn't have to be. It's not going to be a dozen people. Maybe it is. I've got like uh, two or three people that are kind of mentors with me, uh, and then my wife and some of my friends and and in family. So you need to have people around you. The neg- the naysayers get rid of them. Just just get rid of them. They might be wonderful people, but just get rid of the naysayers because it's not if that was the case ford wouldn't not never invented the car he didn't invent the car he gave he gave challenges to i mean and his support system was his wife and his family you know everybody you can't do this stuff on your own i always you nope. know people oh, oh i built this million dollar company on my own horse hockey you didn't do <laughs> jack you did yeah someone you, that I, I have the concept with the music i have the concept i can't i can't write the scripts but i can give you my stuff. This other person writes the scripts. This other person does it. I have my expertise. But you have to give up that. I don't know if it's fear necessarily is the right word, but the insecurity of thinking that you know everything. You don't know. You don't know anything. You have one expertise. You need a good bunch of people around you to support you. And yes, the is the risk high. But in my see, I don't even think of that the risk because I, I, I. One last thing we'll talk about before we end the show. I don't view what I'm doing as risk. Risk to me is refinance my home and taking a million dollars or something and seeing if it works. And if it doesn't work, yeah. I have nothing left. That's risk. That's that's dumb. That's just dumb. To me, it is at least. You know, you hear, oh, I, you know, these people they say, I, I went and I was a million dollars in debt and, and now I'm a successful horse hockey. You know, what are you talking that's, about? That's story to tell. No, it, it's not know. the way to do it. So 
logical, I don't, I don't know, for lack of a better word, risk. But what I'm doing is I'm like, yeah, I'm push, pulling out, putting money into it. I'm not having as much return on investment coming in as much as I am putting out the money. But you have to have those resources. You have to have a plan. For the first four years that I was doing this out of my corporate job, I did contracting work as an engineer and I built up a whole bunch of money that I'm still using now eight and a half years later. Is it as much as it was then? No, but it's, I'm still using it. So I have a plan. So, but you need to know, like you said, you feel it in your bones, exactly. you feel it in your heart. You know when it's going to be there. So I, you know, so how can you tell people that when you're going out there because somebody might have a, an idea of X, but they want to give it mm -hmm. time? How can you turn that? It took you four years to get to that point. What is there anything else you could share with people? I'm sure there's a lot to go past that yeah. fear and go on your well, own. So I'm someone who doesn't come from the comfort of um uh, family money um uh, i still have student debt like i i really had to be scrappy in how i did this uh and i used what resources i had and that was you know a good set of skills and kept a job and was willing to work uh, more than usual to make my dream come alive and, and now i'm at a point where i can i can do that full time um, so for someone else that might be in that position, like, you know, easy for you to say you have, you have saved up a bunch of money or easy for you to say, cause that's, that's usually how people like, they have their limiting beliefs that they can't get over and they, and I've, I've done this before. That's how I know that it's, it's a beha behavioral pattern. Uh, you tell yourself it's not possible in your circumstance. Like if I were rich, rich, if I uh, didn't have these responsibilities or obligations, a mortgage, uh, paying for my kids' daycare, um, be scrappy. And it, when that's the case, it's a really slow process. And we all see VC, VC firms throwing in millions of dollars into ideas and that wasn't that wasn't my my path, and I wasn't able to use someone else's resources. I what I had was skills, time, and patience, and a, and my own money, and my partners also putting in their skills, time, and a little bit of money. So it might take you longer to achieve your your to birth your dream or your idea. Um, it's possible with a bit of patience. A lot, not a bit. It's a lot. I mean, I've gone through my own stuff and my own stories. I didn't know what I was doing. I knew I had something. Again, I always believed what it was in here. I didn't have this a system. I didn't have the music that I have now. I didn't have this podcast. I tried different things and I, I made lots of mistakes. I found out one thing. I definitely found out the internet is full of people that don't have any skills at all and they can claim anything they want. <laughs> As my daughter, yeah. my kids are all grown up, but my, my daughter used to say when she was little, daddy, that's fakie. There's a lot of fakies and you have to yeah. be aware. They might have good intentions, but when you go on a web, on a, not a website, but you're going on, you know, whatever social media you're going, I'm, I'm a doctor, I'm a physicist, I'm an engineer, I'm a dentist, I'm a, uh, I, I'm a garbage. No, no. You go to where I'm at. I'm like, this is what I do. I'm done. I'm not claiming to do all these things and you can't be all these things. And like we talked down earlier, you can't work 150 hours a week. 
You don't want to work on her because if you sacrifice that, you're not going to be married. You're not going to be in relationships. All your friends are going to leave you. Your family's not going to talk to you, but you'll have lots of money. And if or that's your- not. I'm sorry. <laughs> or maybe not, right? Or maybe like not. You, you probably you, didn't develop your skills to interact with people. And who are you selling to? People. So, <laughs> no, you, you, you know. You, yeah. You hit, you know, you, I take it back. You hit it right on the head. You, you're, you know, as an old saying, you give your health for wealth or wealth for health. Um, and we've all seen it. We've all heard of it. Um, the gentleman who uh, came, I always forget his name, the gentleman for uh, Steve Jobs. I mean, he died when he was like 50 something. And the last words he said is, I shouldn't have done it this way. I didn't have time with my family. I didn't, you know, what did he say? He said, $8,000 watch or an $8 watch, it still keeps time. Where it's an eighty thousand mm-hmm. dollar car or a ten thousand dollar car, it still gets you to point A to point B, and and guess what? The Egyptians learned this: you can't take anything with you, nothing. Yep. And so all you can do is leave something of yourself here to make a difference with people and how you communicate to them. And Tanya, I want to thank you. It's been a great time interviewing you and talking to you on the show. One more thing from you: you've said a lot of cool gems and different things. What's a good inspirational aphorism? Something, it doesn't have to be one word. It could be a couple of things. doesn't matter that you can leave the audience going, oh, I like that. Mm, putting me on the spot now. <laughs> <laughs> Anything. It doesn't have to be fancy. Yeah. I. Um, gosh, it's so cheesy. The, the, if no. there's a will, there's a way. I, I love the why not me. What do you I, mean? Why, when I, whenever you see somebody who has a lifestyle that you want or an achievement that you want, and it feels so far away, why not you? It could totally be you. I like it. See? See, you think you didn't- Just, just go for it. You didn't think you had it because, <laughs> it because it is. Again, it goes back to trusting your instinct, trusting your gut, trusting anything. Tanya, I want to thank you for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I had a great time chatting with you. I really appreciate it. This is great. We should have you sometime in the future talk about other stuff too. And, and I want to find out how the business goes. And to my audience, remember, it is more important to express your thinking thoughts and not the thoughts you are thinking. We've been talking about thinking thoughts the whole time, trusting that gut. That is what is called conscious communication. Trust your conscious communication from the inside out. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Conscious Communication. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You can also get more great information at ConsciousCommunicationPodcast.com.